Welcome to the Jazz Notes Podcast. I'm your host, James Stratton, and man, it's been a while since I've been doing this, it feels like, with All-Star break and me not being able to cover the 76ers game, didn't even get to watch it at all, uh, decided not to go through the heartbreak after I saw everything that was going on. That's one of the games I haven't watched. So two games so far this season I haven't watched. That is that 76ers game and the Nets game um, that we got blown out on. And uh, both, luckily, I was extremely busy by the time those games were going on. So didn't really, uh, didn't really pay attention or get into it. So I have no comments to go on on for that one. Um, so yes, we're back. Uh, to second half of the seasons now in a uh, fresh start. We ended the road game kind of on the skid, which I was kind of worried about that um, it's a road trip. You're kind of focused on having that break. It, it's really hard. I, I don't know what would have been better having a four game homestand before the all started break or, or doing that road trip. But either way, we, we went one and three during that trip and, it just was not good. It was not our type of basketball for sure. Uh, on the two, you know, the Pelicans and the Heat game, the one I watched, and then uh, we can have our arguments on that 76ers game, whether or not the refs were unfair to the Jazz. I don't know. Again, the only play I saw was uh, Royce O'Neal passing the ball out of bounds. They say it hit the ref. I, I didn't really see the angle where he hit the ref with the ball. But to me, it looked like a clean, he caught the ball, he was able to get it out before his foot touched out of bounds. But again, they said they said the ball touched the referee, and I didn't really see that. So um, anyways, so the Houston Rockets come into town with their uh, hot 14-game winning streak, or losing streak, uh, against our Utah Jazz. We're 27-9 and now, uh, number one in the whole entire NBA with the Houston Rockets trying to be number 30 in the entire NBA with their 11 and 24 record. Um, we can get into it right now. So uh, let's start off with the first quarter, of course. That's where every single game starts off, right? It's dumb. Anyways, <laughs> almost all of the Rockets are out of this game. Um, they're playing with like an almost minimum nine-man team. Uh, apparently, one of the players uh, said that he he'll play last second. So they had four men on the bench, which was pretty good. Um, get some rotation. Uh, they can be a little bit more aggressive with that nine men. So um, a whole bunch of players just injured. <laughs> You have Oladipo injured. You have John Wall injured. P.J. Tucker is not welcome to be around the team anymore. Eric Gordon got injured the last game. So it's just crazy how fast, you know, a team like them was just rising. They were 11 and 10 three weeks or four weeks ago. And they were just, man, this Houston team is really thriving. Without James Harden, we didn't need him. And now they lose 14 games in a row. And it's all, um, I mean, Christian Wood, uh, just that that solid rock. Ever since he's been injured, they lost every single game since then. So maybe that's the key reason. Let's get him back in. He, I, I, he was supposed to play this game, I believe. 
So I don't know what happened. Um, I thought he was going to be ready after the All-Star break, but of course the Rockets are doing the right thing, making sure that he is healthy before fully coming out. Um, and again, I don't take any team lightly. Um, just because every single player is pretty much injured, um, I, I never take the team lightly. You just It's just they have nothing to lose, honestly, and and uh, I know the Jazz announcers were really good about talking that before the game, saying this is a team with really nothing to lose. They have the green light for pretty much to try anything, um, to take up shot attempts, you know, and and just be really aggressive because you know it, it's just not them playing for the Rockets, it's potential contracts in the future like next year. So anytime they can get on that court, especially with the first string jazz or even their second string players, uh, the bench players, um, and make a presence, that's very good for their agents to sell to different teams. Like, hey, look what they did to the jazz last year. So, you know, with us being number one, it's it's just very hard. Any team that you play, no matter if they're number two in the NBA or number thirty, they're gonna give you an you know it all because they want that contract to go on. So, without my fo- further rambling, um, Houston starts this game just attacking with some early success. Not not really. They're just getting a lot of shots up. Um, but Mitchell is really pushing the Jazz to stay ahead on the offensive end. Um, the Rockets also are keeping up with the Jazz pace at this point, uh, matching shots, keeping it close early, because halfway through this first quarter, the Jazz are up only 17-15. to 15. Of course, want to be up by 20 by this point, really, with a depleted team. Um, Rockets are very aggressive, but not very smart at the same time they're getting a lot of foul trouble early and they can't really afford at the same time having anybody foul out I think they had a couple players already two in foul trouble uh two or three with two fouls already um anytime the Jazz go up for like an easy layup they're fouling him so the Jazz are really getting to the line fast Donovan is the aggressor for the Jazz on the offensive, and he already has 13 points early into this game. And the Rockets' main success so far this game is pushing the pace on offense and not letting the Jazz defensive sets start. So they're really just really filling the lanes great and uh, catching the Jazz off guard with a three to two man rush or whatnot. And, um, Really just pushing it up, especially with Rudy Gobert out with, with Derek Favors. And they're they're really, really being aggressive on that um, interior offensive sets. Also, they're just extremely, again, aggressive, um, high tempo. Uh, every single player just has come out to play this game for the, the Rockets. And, and that could be, you know, trouble for the Jazz. And... But at the end of the quarter, they the Jazz do start to pull out at the end of the first. Um, they're up 36 to 27, so pretty good defensive stops. I mean, we should be stopping a lot more, especially with none of their primary shooters being in the court. But, of course, everyone's going to have someone step in eventually. So getting into the second quarter, this game just starts looking like a shooting cl- clinic. Not much defense in this one. Um and a lot of mo- bo- missed shots on both sides. Just because it's a shooting clinic doesn't mean they're going in. Usually, I know when I usually say that it means it's going in, but 
Honestly, it just feels like they're just jogging up the floor, th- floors, throwing up a shot. They get the defensive rebound. The other team, you know, jogs up the floor, gets a shot. <laughs> it's just kind of like a lazy beginning of the second quarter. After missing a first few of his shots, uh, Clarkson gets settled and starts helping the Jazz build this lead. He gets uh, two threes. He gets a layup. Um, I believe he misses his first three or four shots, so just not a very good start from him. Halfway through this uh, second quarter, the Jazz are up 50-34. to Then the Jazz start shooting the cold, and the Rockets continue to attack the rim with moderate success. Um, as much as uh, whatever that means. Able to cut this lead into single digits again. I wrote that on purpose. It wasn't really, they they got down to 10 points. I wrote down single digits because you I tend to notice when I'm watching the game in live time, if I write something, you know, if, if someone's at a free throw line and I automatically count those free throws in, uh, they'll miss one of them and make me have to go back and retype it. So um, I want to leave that in. So they only went down by or got within 10 points. And then the Jazz, you know, start getting into the game again. Just really clamped down on their uh, on their side of the court on defensive and offense. And especially on defense this quarter, it was a lot more impressive in the second part. I know the the Rockets are getting a lot of shots up. But again, it's it's not a lot of good shots either. I'm expecting the Jazz to really clamp down in the second half. Yeah, I wrote that. See, that's what I'm talking about. I write things, you know, what my thoughts are at the time, and then it does the opposite. So that's, you know, because that was one of my main things. Like, listen, I hate listening to my own podcast because I hate my own voice. Because nobody likes the sound of their own voice, so... Maybe you don't like my voice either, but hey, you're you're you got this far, right? Um, <laughs> but no, re- really, it's it's. I was like, man, I I need to do better about explaining what I'm thinking at this point of the game. Like, what do I expect? What do I think needs to happen? And then I write it down, and the opposite happens. Because I was like, oh, this is a safe thing to write. (laughs) Because the Jazz always clamped down in the second half on defense. (sighs) Gosh, man. But anyways, I expected them to clamp down. (laughs) I I can't even finish the sentence. Not letting the Rockets run their sets on the offensive end as well as they have so far. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it... I, you see the score. You, you, I highly doubt you're going into this game for the news flash update of whether or not the Jazz won. <laughs> Anyways, after two, the Jazz are up 65 to 48. Uh, we score 29 points at half. We only allow 21 points. So just again, great defense this second quarter. Also, um, this game is uh, the first uh, uh, of the jerseys with the earned jerseys. <laughs> Uh, whatever you want to call them for making the playoffs. Uh, they didn't do it last year. I think they were going to, and then this whole... Pe- no, they didn't do it last year for some reason. But, I mean, come on, Jazz. Like, I get it. But the same jersey? <laughs> I'm just... I don't know. I thought we could do better. I thought we could do something, like, a little more in- inventive. But, no. 
we do the same thing again, except for make it limer, <laughs> whatever that means. And at times, it's just really hard to concentrate on the game because their jerseys are just so bright green. And it's they stand out better. I'll give them that. But on some players, it looks really good. Like Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson can wear anything, and he looks good. But um, he can he can you know put a flower sack on, and he look great. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert looks great in it. Donovan Mitchell looks great in it. But then you have Joe Ingles <laughs> wearing that bright green, looking like a garbage man, <laughs> and. Uh, and he's sweating profusely while he's out there and he's staining his jersey. And it's just not, it does not hide stains from sweat that well. I mean, his jersey was just drenched with sweat before that second half started. Um, but yeah, and same thing with Niang. Niang does not look good in that jersey at all. So I, I wanted to kind of comment what my thoughts were on it. I just wish that we can at least try to make a new jersey or something or or you know bring back the old utah script i thought that was pretty that's a pretty cool jersey but whatever you know anyways let's get into the third quarter both teams starts off or start off well on offense and they are just both really pushing the pace of the game but the jazz are the ones that are really continuing to press the gas pedal in this one and uh, Another thought. Hopefully they'll close this one out soon. <laughs> oh, gosh. James. All right. Conley's turn on the offensive end uh, starts to hit up, so he he's hitting his shots now. Rudy starts a block party on the defensive end. I think he gets two in a row uh, on, on back-to-back positions. I think the Rockets were starting to get a little more, a little too comfortable with him under the, the basket. And he, he, I think he had to remind him that, hey, this is this is my house. Um, and then the Jazz start trying to be cute, um, causing a couple turnovers in a row. And honestly, the the Rockets were able to capitalize. And, and that's why I saw mostly this game. And every single time that the Jazz turned the ball over, it seemed like the Rockets were capitalizing on that turnover. Um, I'll get into the stats a little bit later. I didn't really look at it. I should have now just rereading this notes as I'm talking to you. Um, that's one of the things that stuck out. I was like, man, all these turnovers we're doing, it's not like the Rockets are throwing it away on the other side of the courts. They're, they're really using it. So halfway through this third quarter, the Jazz continued this lead 80-63. to 63. Uh, And then for the Jazz, the bucket suddenly looks like wide open, hitting three threes in a row and getting off to this quick 9-0 run. But, well, it was two quick threes because the first one, uh, it was taken away for not for Mitchell not getting it off on time with the shot clock, which is correct. Um, but anyways, the now now the, the Rockets are on a 5-3 to negative three run. That's stupid. <laughs> no, we had three points on, so like we lost. <laughs> so another three taken from the Rockets, uh, from a off-ball foul from the Jazz. Um, so the I think it was Clarkson who hit the three, and Rudy I believe fouls on an off-ball foul, or no, he he gets foul setting a screen, so they take the three away because. Jeez, I'm yawning so much because it's late. Uh, they take away the three because uh, 
Clarkson wasn't in his shooting motion by the time he... But he was wide open, man. Who wouldn't shoot that shot? Especially like someone like Clarkson. So, now the Rockets are on the 5 to negative 6 run. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, Jazz end this quarter really, really cold, allowing the Rockets to climb in again. And it's just disappointing. I think that really hurt us because... Um, the Jazz are up 92 to 79. You give those three, two threes back, you know, it's kind of de- depleting when you're like, oh, I got these points on the board. But at the same time, it it, it was the right call. I mean, it, it was the right call to take away that three. I thought Conley made a three. Uh, they counted as a two. I was hoping they reviewed it, but I don't think they did. So maybe that's one bad call you made. No. <laughs> Anyways, so... Um, the Jazz are up seventy or ninety-two to seventy-nine. They scored twenty-seven points, but they allow thirty-one. So not a very good defensive quarter for us, especially towards that end of the quarter. I mean, I think we started off very well. Um, we were kind of like tied up with them halfway through, um, but yeah, once those points started getting taken off the the the, the scoreboard for us, I think it just kind of depleted. Fourth quarter, the Rockets are running on the Jazz. They're just running. And the Jazz's offense is just terrible right now. So many turnovers. And the Rockets are threatening to cut to single digits again. And now the Jazz are only up by nine. So yeah, I wrote that to say, hey, I, I deflected it this time. Maybe I can deflect it again. But no, here we are. We're, we're only up by nine. Just extremely unfocused play at this half so far. Um, I just thought this, you know, I thought this was going to be a lot easier seeing how we've had a few trap games so far where a couple star players haven't played. And we performed uh, very well. Uh, we responded. We didn't We didn't fall into the trap. But that's the problem. Is maybe they're thinking it was just going to be a little too much of a cakewalk because of their 14-game losing streak. But those are dangerous. They want to win. They haven't won since, like, what, February 4th, 2nd? If it was the 2nd, they're, like, on Groundhog Day, just losing, losing, losing. Well, that would be their last win. But, so, the Rockets do start this quarter on an 11-2 run, getting this game within five points now. Um, They're just out-hustling the Jazz on every single position, and it should be happening. I mean... Just a moment ago, the Jazz were up by 23 points. And just implosion. Just freaking implosion. <laughs> uh, Jazz up halfway through 99 to 92. The defense p- picks up a little bit, uh, letting the Jazz get back into the rhythm. And then all of a sudden, they decide to play some ISO ball, and it does not work at all. I believe Clarkson or uh, uh, I know I know uh, Mitchell did a ISO possession once, and I would want to say Clarkson did it as well, but it just didn't work. Um, when they start pulling away, the Jazz just shoot themselves in the foot this game, and for some odd reason, well, it's not odd reason. I know why. The Jazz can't get a rebound right now into this. And the reason why is the Rockets are just crashing the board. They're getting second, third, fourth chances. And you cannot put a team away and you cannot win this way. 
not grabbing your man pretty much by the dang jersey and boxing him out. I mean, you have four guys running in and, you know, we don't learn we don't learn the lesson. Rudy Gobert is the only one trying to get that defensive rebound. And then after the third rebound, then Royce O'Neal starts getting aggressive in there. Where is everyone? Like, I I don't get it. I, 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 I can understand why you're not helping doing the offensive rebound when it's like seven offensive rebounds in the total game. But when it happens in two possessions in a row where you give up seven offensive rebounds... That's when it needs to stop. Okay, we're not going to rush the floor. We're not going to go attack right after we get the rebound. We're going to assist Rudy Gobert grabbing the rebound. And it's not happening. Because by the time Rudy is out-rebounded, he has four other, three other Rockets players around him. And they're just going to be able to pass it around quick in the paint and try to get a shot up. Luckily, Rudy's able to block it a few times, but man, it, it's just, I don't know. I'm just disappointed to see that. I mean, when it happens time and time and time and again, it's just really disappointing to see that nobody's able to step up, especially after Rudy <laughs> steps up every time uh, when, when a player gets beat on the defensive end. So I don't know. It, it's just really disappointing to me. But anyways, the defense in the end did win this game. Rudy and Royce O'Neal really stepped up at the end. And because of that, it enabled the offensive rhythm uh, to move the ball around and get those open shots. So, you know, you have a couple players on the defensive end making big plays and uh, playing really unselfish basketball when it comes to help defense. And... It carries forward. I mean, it's just like opening the door for somebody you don't know at the bank, and then that person uh, decides to open the door for someone, and you know, you know the whole dumb spiel. But you know, eh, eh, that's what really, really happens. Is hey, this guy made a huge defensive play. Let's let's capitalize on this and not waste it. Um, the Jazz do win this game, one fourteen to one night, or sorry, one fourteen to ninety nine. We score twenty two to twenty, so a little bit score, score, low scoring fourth quarter. Man, that third quarter just felt so long though. So, yeah, I, I mean, just overall, I mean, it, it was a good test uh, to blow a twenty point lead <laughs> uh, and to maintain it. I mean, I guess that's the good side of it. I mean, we. We should have we should have had the third stringers clear the bench with our with our new player, <laughs> um, but it didn't happen. We had to play every single you know minute of that game uh, competitively. So yeah, not not too happy with it overall. But a win's a win. It's a week. I get it. It's been a week since. Since we played almost two weeks, wow. Um, so yeah, there's gonna be some rest. There's gonna be some, but and the Rockets did play last night, so there's kind of like, hey, well, the Rockets had rust too. Well, they they played last night, so I can see, you know, overall, I mean, a win's a win. I can't complain too much from from that at all. So let's go into the stats of the game. Uh, we we shoot 48% on the field goals. We like to see staying around 60% as a team. 
Um, 38% on three points made. I'd like to see around 50, 40. No, field goals, we like to see around 50 on like 60. That sounds really hard. Man, it's been a while since I've done this podcast. Two weeks. Um, so we like to say around 40 on the three-pointers made. So we, we kind of just a little bit lower than what we're used to. That that start of the fourth quarter was very terrible for us. Rebounds, we tied them 50-50 to with this team that didn't really any height. That's that's a slap in the face. 19 offensive rebounds, rebounds given up this game. 19. 19. That's a lot. That's a lot of offensive rebounds to give up to a team that is extremely short it just shows their their hustle they, they just really really hustled this game um they really wanted that w2 um and they almost got it and man the media would be having the field day if the rockets beat the jazz <laughs> with only nine players and they're probably even going to talk about it anyways. Well, the Jazz could barely beat the Rockets. They're going to get swept in the first round. Had to hear that crap. So we get 24 assists on 39 field goals, 62%. And we had 20 turnovers. 20. And the, the, the Rockets were able to capitalize off the turnovers with 23 points. To our... And we're, we're kind of unable to do it because we forced 12 turnovers, but we only capitalized with seven points. So, man, just, just crazy. Just crazy. I don't know. So, let's go further on. Uh, for those new to the podcast, I get a few new listeners uh, pretty much every episode now. Um, I like to see the Jazz keep teams under 25 points per quarter. Um, but overall, keep a team under a hundred points, and I kind—I kind of have a running record right now. Well, not kind of—I do have a running record right now of how we fare so far when we meet those milestones, twenty-five points per quarter. So, um, whenever a team scores, or so, the Rockets scored over twenty-five points in that first quarter. So now we are eleven and seven. Uh, whenever that happens, we. We forced them under 50 points uh, going into the half. Now we're 16 and one. That's a that's crazy. Um, they had 75 over 75 points going into the fourth quarter. Now we're 15 and nine when that happens. So anytime a team scores over, that's a really good chance that they might win. We, all of our nine losses have come from that. And we allow under 100 points, and now we're uh, 12 and 0 on that. So that's even a crazier stat that. You know, even when we're having our offensive struggles as well, we are able to win those games because of our defense. So let's get into the notes of the game, kind of final segment. So again, for those who are new, um, they're kind of like hockey stats where your stars, you know, who are the three best players. I also throw in the worst player of the game. Um, so let's get into that first. So the F note, which is the worst, is Derek Favors. Zero points, two rebounds, one assist in 16 minutes of play. I looked at his plus minus. I was like, man, this guy's going to be like negative 10. It was actually plus six. I mean, not too bad. But sometimes I don't get it. Favors just look so lost out there. Just like not not there. And then other games, he's just fully committed. You know, just zeroed in. Just 
the start of the game at sometimes, and man, it, it's it's crazy. I I don't know. Cena of the game or our third best player is Royce O'Neal. Um, kind of tied with Conley, I decided to select O'Neal be, mainly because of his defensive intensity at the at the end of the game to really help us seal this win. Uh, he had 10 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, three steals, plus and minus positive 18. B note of the game was our Rudy Gobert, 14 points, 13 rebounds, one assist, six blocks. Six. Um, I know the Jazz or the the Pacers Lakers game just ended, and I know we're he's trying to catch up to Miles uh, Miles Turner, um, because I believe Miles Turner is the blocks leader right now, and he only had two, so four more blocks than him, so he's slowly climbing back. Um, you know of the game, Donovan Mitchell. Um, 28 points, 8, re- eight assists, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, plus minus, positive 24. Stepped up huge at the very end as far as controlling the, the, def- the offense. He still has made a couple mistakes at the end of this one, just like he did uh, against that 76ers game. I just, again, I didn't watch the game. I saw a stat line. I can I can repeat it, I believe. Um but he was he shot he missed his last nine shots against the 76ers. Uh, a lot of argument whether or not some of those shots were fouled. Um, but anyways, the game's over. Let's not dwell on it. So let's get into the rest of the league night games right now. Not night games, but all the games are over now. The Jazz played an hour later than usual. Usually the West Coast games would be just barely wrapping up right now. But all the games are over. So the 76ers beat the Wizards 127-101. Uh, Joel Embiid goes out in the middle of the third quarter with, I believe, a right knee injury. He's getting MRI right now. I hope he's good. I, I really do. He's having a killer season. Um, just, I, I'd hate that. I'd hate it because I don't want to see the Nets in the final. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Ain't going to happen. Um, but, no, I need... I need you know, I, I need to see Joel be be better because, or, or hopefully he's, he's good. It's just a sprain. He's back on the court, you know, in a couple weeks. Uh, or best yet, next game, and it's just a very cautious thing that they're performing, which is good. So, again, hopefully tests come back negative. Um, he's able to rest up, heal, rehabilitate, uh, do all the, the rehabilitation that he needs to do. And, uh, wow, I didn't embarrass myself on that one. <laughs> and uh, get back on the court. Um, Nuggets beat the Grizzlies barely, 103-102. to The Pelicans destroyed the Cavaliers, 116-82. They lost big <laughs> against the Timberwolves, and I vouch for them. So if anyone hasn't listened yet, um, hard-hitting sports podcast. I was a guest on their show last Thursday, uh, ended up airing i believe last saturday so a week ago um where we talked about the nba in a halfway point and i i was able to give my top 10 i put the pelicans top 10 stupid move i was just a little too you know they they performed well at the end they beat us you know they they seemed like they got their heads on straight finally I'm like this team is dangerous it, it, they're dangerous and then they lose to the timberwolves the timberwolves no one loses to the Timberwolves. I mean, maybe the Rockets. <laughs> but, 
I mean, oh my goodness. And so I was like half, like I, I was about to go on Instagram and just say, I denounce any support for the Pelicans from now on. And I think I'm going to do that. So from now on, Pelicans, the Jazz Notes does not support you right now. <laughs> so I am done thinking highly of you, thinking that you're, you have these great pieces that you're going to do well. And um, it's just not going to happen. And it's, there's something there that's not clicking for them. And they need to find it. And they need to fix it. But anyways, so in, still rambling. The Heat beat the Bulls 101-90. to Spurs beat the Magic 104-77. to Just blew them out too. And the Lakers came back to beat the Pacers 105-108. to I believe I was coming down to this podcast all fat and happy that uh the lakers were down by eight (laughs) and it was like halfway through the fourth i believe and i was a pretty happy fella but here i am not a happy fella because i left the lakers out the top 10 and i kind of feel bad doing that now especially with the pelicans disappointing me again anyways so standings i haven't done standings for like two weeks now (laughs) So let's see where we're at right now. So the Easter Conference games, or 1 through 10. Um, well, let's do our tiers. I like doing the tiers better. So you kind of have your first tier, the the kind of elite of the Eastern Conference with Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee all within three games of each other. Then you kind of get into your second tier of a whole bunch of people just fighting for that next spot with Miami, Boston, and this is an order. New York, Charlotte, Atlanta, and uh, Toronto within two and a half games of, of each other as well. So they're they're kind of in the fight as well. And then you kind of get into your third tier, which is Indiana, Charlotte, or Sh- Chicago, Washington, and Cleveland with that bottom kind of fighting for that 10 spot. Um, and then you're, you're pretty much out of it. It's going to be Cleveland and Detroit. Um, let's get into the Western Conference with the top tier as well. Um, I believe Utah right now is just solely uh, where we're at right now. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are two and a half games behind us, but I want to lump them into the next tier. They could go either way. They could stay with us or they can go into this next tier with the Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers. Um, all, you know, Phoenix Suns, the Clippers, a game and a half. The next tier is Denver, Portland, San Antonio, Dallas. Uh, I'll stop it there. Uh, That rounds up your top eight within two games of each other. Then you have Golden State, Memphis, kind of in that 9-10 spot with uh, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Sacramento, and kind of like the bubble or what NCAA ter- or NCAA terms as far as March Madness is, the first four out or whatever. And then Houston and Minnesota just deciding to run away from the pack in the opposite direction you're supposed to go to when it's like playoffs are that way and they're going that way. If I had stereo, you'd be able to hear me go between the left and the right side. But I don't have stereo. So... Anyways, good to be back. Um, I'm feeling better. I think that last podcast, I was I was kind of sick. And, yeah, that 76ers game was just super inconvenience for me. Um, yeah, so, uh, 
yeah so anyways it, it was good to be back everything hope you enjoyed the podcast i i feel like i'm i'm back into kind of a groove now with the, the week or two off being able to reset and think about what i want to do with this podcast um still trying to think of a, anything additional i can do during this but i think right now I, I i'm pretty informative what's going on and i don't want to keep you too long i know a lot of podcasts are like hour hour and a half long i don't want to do that mainly because um this is every night game and you know, you might as well just watch the game instead of listening to me ramble about everything. But at least I do a league breakdown at the end. I know that takes an additional 10 minutes onto the podcast. So again, if you're listening, still appreciate it. Um, of course, I always take uh, recommendations and I do listen, respond on Instagram for sure. Follow on the jazz notes, just one word. And then I do have a page on facebook i believe yeah facebook um but anyways again thanks for listening um next ooh, next game is gonna be on sunday i believe against the warriors in uh san francisco so as always go jazz <laughs>